we live? Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because, well, stuff to be talked about and beers to be selected and you get to help. Aren't you special? Part of this, oh, is, part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi, it's cold. We warned you about this last week. It's cold. We told you. But we'll kind of deal with that momentarily. Let me go ahead and uh, get you up to speed with everybody from Midwest of the U.S. Bridget, good evening. Good evening. It's cold. We talked about that. It's very, very cold. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to get weather. I'm not sure if we're supposed to get ice or snow or some mixture of both. It just depends on whether you're looking at the European models or the U.S. models. Yeah, Who get, knows? You'll, you'll be getting everything. Well, well if you're yeah. European on the U.S. models, it's going to freeze into ice. Well, I mean, Paducah is saying that it might be some ice or some mixture, but the you know, European models are showing like a shit ton of snow. So who knows? Yeah, instead of icicles, <laughs> it'll be pissicles. Yeah, it could be. Speaking of that voice, just uh, outside of... Um, oh, you mean yeah. the useless building? Yeah. The, the useless place. Yes, Unrenowned Tech. Hi. Yeah. It's, it's nice to know that the viper pit is still full of snakes. Mm -hmm. Guess the swamp never got drained, huh? Nope. No. Just another promise not kept by the previous tenant. Imagine that. Yep. Happy Valentine's Day. And over the water into Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. So, yeah. Um, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Jack Benny birthday. Uh, he would have been 39 years old today. Unfortunately, he stepped out. in his grave. Uh, well, any opportunity to, to squeeze Mary one more time, I suppose. But that's uh, that's that's all. Right <laughs> Good way to twist it. Well, I mean, considering what he did, I'm going to kind of use that in, uh, in, in my opening in a moment. Uh, so I did grab up my uh, my collection. I wasn't sure if Dallin was going to be here tonight because I am specifically holding on to one of the beers, the uh, Jalapeno Cream Ale. Yeah, I'm holding on to that one until Dallin's on because I don't want to try that one without him because we had a very good laugh about me picking that one out. So I got my collection over here. So after last week of uh, trying Dos Equis Amber, which was pretty good, I have to say. So here are our selections for this week. You guys can help me out on this. Cronenberg uh, 1664, blank, in a glass. Ow. That's hurt. French. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. Pills Mafia, which is a, a take on the Bills Mafia here in Buffalo, which is a, a long running thing. The uh, Open Gate Brewery Guinness Baltimore Blonde, also in a glass. Just take my word on it, because I don't want to hit it with my finger again, because that hurt. And last one in the collection over here, if I can 
there we go, is the Left Hand Brewing Bittersweet Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. So uh, I don't I don't know what we're going to be. If you want to go for disappointment, go for that one. It's 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 beer that's got coffee and milk in it. Yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah, but see, we've we've I've tried at least one that I found out that I actually liked and I forgot which one it was because I didn't write it down. I don't write these down. I'm stupid. But uh, figure it out. See what you do is you take you don't have to write them down. The one that you like, take the can and put it on a shelf. Rinse it out first so it doesn't attract bugs. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I should, I should keep that in mind. Yeah, something easy. I mean, you got yes. shelf space behind your head. You know, some of the stuff <laughs> that sorry. I've got there... Um, I try to do easy solutions. No, no, no. That, that's okay. Some of the stuff that I've got back there, by the way, are um, a, 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 a large collection of audio cassette tapes. Because I have a large collection of stuff that I'm going to be throwing out. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's stuff from when I was on actual FM radio for a while. It's college radio, but whatever. Doesn't matter. It's still a neat bit of history. I, I just spent yesterday cleaning up my basement, and I've got a whole shitload of audio cassettes and floppy disks. Erase them. Does anybody you have don't want drive? them coming back to haunt you. Or an optical drive? Well, I've got uh, I've got a f- floppy drive over here. I've also got a uh, uh, I've also got a uh, an Atapi optical drive, but I don't think that we really need to have anything shipped over from your over your side over to here. But. Oh. We'll keep that in mind. All right. Anyway, so since I uh, since I obviously forgot to say hi to the the nice folks over there on, on the live chat. You mean folk? Yeah, because there's right now it's only Stephanie over there. Hi, hi. I hope you're okay because it's warmer over there than it is over here. I can almost guarantee that because we would have heard otherwise. It's, well, um, actually, Stephanie's um, colder than I am. Okay, By four degrees. Okay, well, it's um, it's uh, it's it's cold. It's minus six here in Paris. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's dropped. Hey, I dare you to lick the Eiffel Tower. Uh, they said the top, the top or the bottom. Start at the bottom, work your way up. So it's <laughs> it's minus six there in uh, Celsius. Yep. It's minus nine here. Yeah. Well, it's rare that it gets cold that cold here. Yeah. So, yeah, that that doesn't totally surprise me. It's the North Pole coming south to see what the fuck everybody's doing. <laughs> Oh, I had a temperature uh, flux. It's now no longer negative two. It's negative one C. Oh, there you go. See? Things are looking up. And here's a little something for everybody to remember. If you go to lick the Eiffel Tower, if you start from the top, you'll stay nice and warm because of all the radio transmitting equipment up there. (laughs) Keep that in mind. And he knows. Yes. 
And folks, if there's one tip I can give you from my old ham radio days, RF burns don't heal. They don't. Yeah. I had a, I had a buddy of mine uh, when I was still learning. He, uh, he ended up getting uh, an RF burn uh, in, you know, on his thumb near okay. uh, near his palm somebody uh, accidentally energized uh, a cable that he was pulling to connect to an antenna and it caught him and he showed it to me and then he told me yeah this was done about 35 years ago oh sounds delightful yeah so um yeah don't uh, don't don't play with energized coax it's a bad day noted thank mm. you so keep that in mind. Uh, I will figure out what I'm going to drink momentarily. Uh, for the most part, though, we will uh, we'll guess it from here. So while we've got the time, how about I just get everything rolling over here? So with uh, five minutes on the clock, let me go ahead and get you with your five-minute freestyle, which starts right now. Love. I've I've talked about love in some capacity or other many a time and there are many different types of love I've also talked about that there's romantic love there's platonic love there's there's a lot of different ways that you can show it and there's a lot of different ways that it can be expressed to people to individuals now I know for well that for a lot of folks Valentine's Day is troubling because maybe they're not with the person that they would like to be with. There's some that, like myself, just there's no choice in the matter. It's just bad roll of the dice. And it's tough. And I know it. I've seen it. I've talked to people and, you know, Every once in a while, you know, you you hear the whole, well, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved before. And, you know, I don't know. There's no way of doing a control experiment on that. Am I grateful for the love that I've had? Yeah. I personally could have done without all the drama after the fact, personally speaking. But I mentioned about Jack Benny, and I talk about him every once in a while. Jack was a radio comedian. He was on during the golden age of live radio. He did vaudeville. He had a couple of movie appearances, TV show. And um, he was much beloved by many people. The only person that could ever really break him every time was George Burns. After Jack died in the early 70s from pancreatic cancer, it turns out that uh, one of the movie roles that Jack was going to do before he found out that he had pancreatic cancer was from a movie that uh, he suggested George take over for him. And it turned out that it jumpstart Jack's uh, it jumpstarted uh, George's career all over again 
for a while. But after Jack Benny died, his wife, Mary Livingston, who played his girlfriend on the radio for a quite a long time, she got a rose delivered to her house. No information that went along with it, just a rose was delivered. And then, as time goes on, she continued to get roses delivered. I forget what the frequency was, if it was every day or every week. And it took her months to finally try to figure out who it was that was doing the delivery. It was it was done somewhat clandestine, and, you know, I'm pretty sure most of us would be very much curious as to why we're suddenly getting a rose every day or every week with no note, no explanation. She finally figured out. She finally found out, and she finally asked. Jack had set aside the money and had set aside with a florist that upon his death, his wife would receive a rose. She would be reminded how much he loved her. I, in some ways, I live that kind of thing every day. We built this house together. We started our family together. And to this day, 16 almost years later, I still have my little piece of love for my wife. I sincerely hope that you're all able to have half the love that I've been lucky enough to have. This is episode 349 on the docket. Our job here, she is done. Nobody is talking about, or at least as far as I can tell, nobody is talking about arguments that show that God is real anymore. Now, I know full well that there are plenty of people out there. There are plenty of evangelicals. There are plenty of folks that are going to go ahead and spew left, right, up, and down, and, and God is real, and hear the, hear the reasons for it. You know what? You guys are fringe at this point. The news stories that make it on the scene are the ones where it's, well, let's tell you what these God believers have been doing to screw people over again. And that's where the majority of the news reports are now. You poor sods. So, we're going to kind of go through, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the worst arguments that we've heard, the worst people that we've known because of these situations. And, you know, after all that is said and done, who in the hell knows? We'll find an exit strategy eventually. I did go looking up information on Rafe Badawi. We have no new information for him, unfortunately. So, as of the recording of tonight's show, 
It has now been eight years, seven months, 28 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes or thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. And before we go ahead and move along to the horrible scopes, by the way, I did see a comment that had come across one of the uh, recent episodes of the show. Uh, the comment was subsequently removed, taken down. Uh, I'm not quite sure what happened with it because uh, I, I tried to get to and I couldn't find it for some reason after the system told me that we had it, which in a paraphrasing, there are a lot of other people that are jailed in Saudi Arabia for similar reasons. I don't know who it was that wrote it, but your concern is noted. We're only a two hour show. We don't have nearly the amount of time to cover all the folks that are out there. We know that there's more than just Rafe, but Rafe's condition in particular resonated very specifically for me. And I'm not letting his situation very specifically go. We can only can't, we can only handle a couple of them at a time. And he's our guy. So, uh, do we have, uh, do we have a choice on, uh, on uh, beer or should, should, should we just go with Tech's suggestion and I go with, um, liquid disappointment? <laughs> with disappointment <laughs> yeah all things considered well I mean Joseph if he unmutes himself can have an opinion about what uh the beer choice should he drink Drano or not oh uh, well let him decide for himself dude okay <laughs> Stephanie you got an opinion what do you think Ajax or Drano you know the Ajax you can snort it with the Ajax, Ajax sounds more uh, badass too <laughs> Ajax would have to go in my ass because that's Greek I'm gonna go for the you got sweet. your name off a bottle yeah. I love Deadpool yeah. what was Ajax known for the Greek god that's a Greek god really Ooh. not hey. to my knowledge hey 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 this stuff is... Wow. This stuff is dark. Ajax is a programming language. Oh, it is a Greek mythology. Ajax the Great. Ajax the Great is a Greek mythical hero, the son of King Telamon, and whatever the hell her name is, and a half-brother to whatever his name is. It's all Greek to me. Yeah. He's... Portrayed as a towering figure and a warrior of great courage in Homer's Iliad. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, oh, this one, oh, this is that's as dark as my soul. Okay, this is this one again is the Left Hand Brewing Company Bittersweet Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. From our hands to yours is a slogan on it. This one is saying it's eight point nine percent alcohol by volume, so this one's a little. This one's a little stronger than uh, than the previous ones. So, it's a good uh, thing you're holding it in your left hand. It's very, very, it's very dark. Right hand. Yeah, yeah no, I can't. No, oh, yeah, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I've got a light. 
because I'm holding this up. Wow. I can barely see that light. Yeah. Yeah. This is, is this is that, that's like Guinness dark right there. Yes, it is. Damn. Yeah. All right. Now, remember, you got to drink it with your left hand. Otherwise, I got to call OSHA. Why? Because it's a left handed beer brewing company. So they make it for left handed people. See, that would be fine, except that I save my left hand so that I can do this. <laughs> for those of you listening at home who have still not learned to turn on the video, uh, there's no hope for you. Whatever. Okay. Definitely there is I'm, beer, but there is a little bit of coffee to it, but it's very, very little. Uh, it looks like a stout, is it? No, no, I mean the taste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not so well, sure. I guess about the this bitter one. is pretty strong, isn't it? It is. I'm not so sure that I. Um, I bet you would enjoy that with something like really sweet. Like if you enjoyed like uh, cheesecake, for example, having that with a sweet piece of cheesecake, maybe. No, cheesecake I don't mm-hmm. like. <laughs> no, no, but you get the idea, right? I get, like, I, get, I, I like the sweet desserts, and every once in a while, I have a bitter cup of coffee with a dessert. I get you. I'll just say that uh, if ever one day I have some welding to do, uh, I'll buy that beer so I can uh, but, uh, look at what I'm doing through the glass. There's a good... The next time that we have a... Um, the next time that we have a, a solar eclipse... <laughs> There's a, there's a there's a dig I wasn't anticipating on making today, but sure I'll do I'll do that. There's Anybody there's else that. besides me remember the original dig dig dot com d i g g when it first started, before it sold out to all those companies and everything, and advertisers. A little bit. I miss those days. Yeah. Anyway, so <coughs> I'm reminiscing. I feel old. Leave me alone. You are. Get old. off my lawn. So, I think we uh, we might as well just go ahead uh, get along with the uh, with the horrible scopes and move on from there. So, if uh, if you all are ready to go ahead and have the stars talk to you, here's your big opportunity. So, as always, if you know what your astrological sign is, cool. If you don't, <laughs> make it up as you go along because that's that's kind of the way that it works for all of us. Get you rolling, Aries. Burning bridges is a talent you seem to excel at. The fact that you can set fire to steel suspension bridges is a concern for national security. You can expect to be visited by three giant blue and purple robots the next time you do it. There's a comic book reference for stuff. Oh, here you go, Joseph. Taurus. With the winter driving conditions in effect, here's a driving tip you should always remember and share often. The shortest distance between two points is bad breaks. Yeah, Joey got that one last night, and um, he he felt very targeted by that one. I really wasn't trying to... (laughs) Gemini, just your luck. The world becomes your oyster, and you're allergic to shellfish. But really, who wants to eat oysters raw? Besides me. It's like putting a slug on a spoon and swallowing you're better off just ignoring the world this week. And no, if you're putting it on a spoon and swallowing, you're doing it wrong, dude. You got to put it in the cup, 
with the beer and the hot sauce. It's still like a slug. It's delicious. It's like, but slug. And an oysters Rockefeller is. Oh, God. Okay, Jess, your turn. Yeah. Okay, Cancer Moonchild. Wake up and smell the coffee. Oh, good. I just made some. Uh, Are programmable coffee makers great? If you don't live with a Mr. Coffee, call the police. The smell coming from inside. The smell is coming from inside the house. Have fun waking up to that one. Leo. Feel free to run in place like a child. If you try to run in place like a cartoon character, Toon Physics will have you either launch up into the ceiling or hover in place until you look down. It's better to be a kid. Virgo, you claim to want honest criticism of your work. Then you want to commit harakiri on the floor when people say they don't like it. Your problem is you don't understand the difference between harakiri and seppuku. Even then, your work is so sloppy, you probably couldn't do that right anyway. Libra, we heard that there's an opening for you as a pit boss that you might like. Sorry, I kind of screwed up. We're not sure if it's for a casino or a Formula One racing team. Apply anyway and try your luck. Sorry, I got so excited. Pit boss. So good. Do you know anybody who's a Libra who actually work as a pit boss for Oh, God. Always. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Scorpio. There is a massive difference between rechargeable llamas and capacitive llama, alpacas. <laughs> Study up on your electrical theory before you zap current across your nipples. Remember, that's a bad day right there. Sagittarius. The great idea you have is a misdemeanor in seven states. It sounds like it's time for you to move to New Jersey. Everything's legal in New Jersey. But don't take legal advice from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Capricorn. Someone in your family will need your help this week. Be sympathetic. If they called on you, they're obviously in worse shape than they thought they were. If you help out the family now, they might be there when you need them later. Maybe. I just want to say real quick, I found on Amazon rechargeable llama lights and capacitive alpaca or or alpaca wool gloves with capacitive touch tips. You're welcome. Capricorn. (laughs) (laughs) Someone in your family will need your help. Next one. Next one. Oh, Aquarius, sorry. This is the age. Uh, Quit poking at karma with sharp sticks or you'll wake up with a nasty hangover, five angry pregnant penguins, not it, and a cheese doodle ring around the bathtub. Again. Joseph, you got one last. Yep, just reaching for the mute button. Shouldn't have put it up so high. Uh, okay. <laughs> I see. No? Yes. Is that good, Pisces? Yes. Okay. Uh, here's a piece of practical advice. The best way to clean towels is to first buy only white ones. 
Then you can use bleach on them whenever you need to without worry about the colors running. And that is true. Ask any lady. She will tell you that that's true. Unless you put a red towel on the lot. And then you will die. I, I really think we need to put at least the llama in the show notes. Because this thing is so cute. I will put them in the show notes. This thing is so adorable. It's got a built-in timer. It's dimmable. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you enjoyed them, wonderful. If you didn't, you can you can bribe us next week. We've got a Patreon for that and everything. Oh God, this is so. I was not. Ex... I was not prepared for this level of cuteness today. <laughs> it's all good. <coughs> it's all good. Anyway, so like I was saying, you know the. Uh, maybe it's the circles that I run in. Maybe it's the the lack of view of of everything else. Maybe it's the uh, maybe I I just don't watch enough of the atheist uh, experience from Austin. But you know I don't really hear stories about people who are coming up with uh, with stories about uh, about an existence of a god anymore. Well. Maybe that's a reflection on the circles you're gravitating in. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah, but because I still see, oh, I keep pretty religiously uh, up to date on uh, yeah, the whatever Matt Dillahunt is doing and uh, his most re- recent debates. It's kind of hard to judge on the noise scale um, how much to the forefront. The, uh, the apologists and uh, etc. are, but um, I think you're right that the the confrontation, the confrontation, well, I can't even talk. Confunction junction. No confront confrontationalism. Yeah, that's there. There you go. Um, yeah, they're seeking out. Atheists, uh, I think that's been toned down a bit. Well, we definitely haven't been getting people giving us all kinds of shit, which is nice. Which also kind of goes along with the whole, yeah, how many people actually pay attention to us? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty small group. I'm not saying that I... I don't want you people. I'm just saying that we have a very small, you know, we have a very small viewership and I know that. And I, I understand that. I respect that. And when all is said and done, truth be told, I don't care. I don't think of it in terms of, well, how many people should we have? We should have 10,000, but no, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a race. I don't care. I don't care about those numbers. I mean, the last shit I think that we took was, if I'm trying to recall, was one of the Easter shows. When I was at the American Atheist Convention or something, and and we did a show during Easter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you got a whole bunch of people to kind of pop in for a little while. (laughs) Yeah. And then we had that dude in chat. I don't remember who it was, but you finally threw him out. 
you know, I don't really remember that, but... It, oh, the don't, don't feed the trolls day. Yeah, it could have been. But you know what? I I don't I don't really worry about it. It it happens so infrequently. That's the last one that I remember though that actually came in and gave gave you a bunch of grief and you let him stay for a while and then you finally like, okay, I'm being a dick and you're gone. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Did you rarely do that? I I yeah. Because for the most part, I don't really get upset with these folks. I Here's a little here's a little insight in the way that I deal with this kind of thing specifically. I don't get upset with these people because they think differently than I do. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with people who refuse to acknowledge that there could be maybe possibly another view that's just as valid or even more so. And the ones who are dicks about it, those are the ones that go bye-bye. Yeah. I'm willing to give folks an opportunity to, you know, show me what you got. And, you know, if if you're if if you're gonna behave, fine. If you're gonna be a preschooler, hit the road jack. And I got no problem I- with that. I just find it kind of disappointing that we only wound up on Nephilim Freeze Radar once. Yeah, but that was funny. It was. I we felt had- internet famous there for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. For for anybody that's, uh, that's unfamiliar uh, at this point with Nephilim Free, he is the one that was advocating for the, as we termed it, the Lunar Bukaki model of creationism that all the water that came from the flood exited the earth jetted into space and splattered itself across the face of the moon and the craters were impact points for whales and such and that's where all that extra water went so yes according to him the earth ejaculated all over the moon's face (laughs) nice and we had a good laugh at his expense did we not yes we did yes we did and it was worth it it made me sad sad why sad oh um in that kind of situation i'd ask somebody like why why do you want to believe like what what does that belief do for you well, I don't know about them, but the idea of ejaculating all over the moon's face is kind of hot to me. Then again, I've been kind of, you know, with, without a mate for 15, 16 years. So, I mean, any anything like that is going to be a little... This isn't about me. Shut up now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Look, I somebody wrote a book for skeptics. The genealogical Adam and Eve. There is no intrinsic contradiction between conventional evolutionary theory and belief in Adam and Eve as a couple specially created 6,000 years ago. Yeah, we've already visited that damn argument. Yep. 
Now you're writing a book trying to say it's different. <laughs> that's. It's really funny because that's that's why probably the uh, the affront on atheists has died down because you know it, it's really weird uh, when the uh, the apologists like you watch a string of debates, um, for example, or debates or whatever uh, calling shows. If you watch uh, the line, and then you go to Aaron Ra, you know his latest uh, debate or whatever. They, it's funny that they, these arguments they all seem to come out at the same time. There's like you know there's in fashion arguments. Yep. And like all the all the evangelists or apologists or whatever they're, they're all using it at the same time, and they you know they go. Psh, because you know they they go talk between themselves. How we're gonna find out a new way to get them, and then they come up with the kind of gotcha, which is basically the the same arguments as before, just repackaged in a different way. And it goes shit every to oh, shit. Uh, I'm using French. <laughs> when you say that in French, it means it's like uh, it just fizzles out. Yeah, it's one bullshit story that just keeps evolving they just put a new bow on it yeah but the, it just um, basically what what disturbs me most is that these people there's it's coming from somewhere all of this but we're not sure where because these arguments like who comes up with you know there's a few key evangelists probably come up with something that i'd really be interested in following you know, these arguments back to the source, find out where all this crap is coming from. That would be, that would be really interesting to try to track down. And, but what's really most disturbing is, um, you know, whatever the argument be, but these people are basically, they've given up their self-governance to somebody else. It always comes down to that. I mean, it's somebody else telling them, Oh, this is true, and these people are just repeating it without any reflection at all. Yeah, they just they just swallow the story because they were told, "Hey, this is this is it," and "Hey, this sounds great. This this sounds exactly right," and they don't even have the they don't even have the capacity to take apart the argument the same way that we would to find out. Um, yeah, your argument's a non-starter because. This first thing right here is just, we've already proven, scientifically speaking, that this is impossible. So your your premise is that something impossible happened. Okay. Arguing. So, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, but arguing with them is impossible because since they've given up, uh, they've left all the, the work of actually thinking about shit to other people you know you can make you can present them with the reality I'm sorry your argument doesn't hold up to reality if you try to apply that to reality it just doesn't stand but since these people have given up um, you know deciding the, the quality of things for themselves well if they can't decide what's real or not or good or bad or whatever in reality, if they can't make value judgments about reality, arguing with them is, is it's a pretty lost cause. 
I mean, from the get-go. Which is why that when's my question, okay, what's in it for you? Believing that. Why, why are you listening to this guy? What's he promising you in exchange? Because, I mean, there has to be some sort of reason behind that. And yeah. it's a sad thing because, I mean, in the end, it's just like it's just an empty promise or a promise that's making people behave this way. Yeah, it's funny that you go that angle because one of the things that I had seen relatively recently was the, uh, the, the MAGA coping video compilations that have been going around. People have been all kinds of upset because the change in presidency here in the United States, because a lot of, lot of Christians were putting out there, God has told us that Donald J. Trump is his man and will be elected again to a second term in office. You can guarantee. Yeah. Funny about that. The fact that it didn't happen and these people were speaking on the word of their God. No, the guy. No. no. Be careful there, though, because I mean, yeah, that's that's down a route to distraction because um, whoever their chosen leader, whatever um, message provider, uh, Messiah, whatever you want, um, prophet, it's coming from them. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's God says, well, no, it's actually this guy says God says. No, 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 you're, you're, you're quite right. You're quite right. But I, I, I didn't finish there yet. Oh, sorry. It's Okay. Now these 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 are usually the same people who are saying that God talked to me and told me. Now here is where it gets all kinds of fun, because I can't give you chapter and verse, but I'm pretty sure I'm about eighty five percent sure that there is a piece somewhere in the Bible that tells you someone who speaks as a prophet in my name. If they're wrong, even once they do not speak with my voice and they are a liar and I'm paraphrasing. So those people, you can probably well imagine they're trying to do a whole bunch of double, double speak tap dancing to basically say, uh, uh, no, who was it? Um, Locke, pastor Greg Locke, who who was so chicken shit, he didn't even want to talk with um, Bobby and Susie, who promised that they were going to be nice to him. He went, hey, don't, don't you, don't, don't you laugh with when Miss Susie says she's going to be nice. Okay, we can, we can kind of flip a coin, but be that as it may, <laughs> Pastor Greg Locke has already gone ahead and put out videos that said, Look, all that stuff in the Bible that says if you're wrong once, you're not a prophet, that's wrong. This is what's actually going on, and I'm still going to be the talking through with the, with the voice of God myself. Delu- self-delusion up the... Well, whatever. I love these people. Was just my, snickering at the thought that he was afraid to even talk with them. I mean, yeah. Wow. And how can how can he say well one way or the other? Well, 
Um, actually, how are you going to tell if a prophet is wrong? Well, let's, uh, let's, let's start off with the easy way. Donald J. Trump is going to be elected to a second term in office. It's not going to be two separate terms. It's going to be back-to-back -back four years, a total of eight years. Back-to-back. Those yeah, are the okay, ones. That's how, that's how we uh, would uh, we, we, we tell if he's wrong, being wrong or not. But I mean his followers. Because <clears throat> apparently all it takes is um, um, a, a so-called uh, prophet. Well, they just have to declare that they were actually right after all. And they are. It's like, you know, um, like in some uh, debates with, um, geez, I'm losing my words this morning, with some debates with um, some apologists, you know, they'll, they'll come out with a YouTube video. They'll be like completely destroyed during a debate. I don't like talking like that. But anyways, but because um, that part doesn't matter. But. You know, they have every every argument they come forward with overturned in a debate. And then they'll come out with a video after uh, telling their following how they won. Yeah, about that. No, I, I, I do. I do. It's, it's not over yet, though. I mean, there's, there's one who is uh, still saying that she, what was it, that she had seen a scroll an actual scroll scroll coming down from heaven and that the demons were fleeing from dc and all this other stuff and it's supposed to happen i think march 4th yeah. so we still have some time yeah that's what they're saying my <laughs> goddamned birthday they want to go ahead and have another coup yeah uh, uh no. no by the way bridget look what i found would you be so kind to read to the class uh, sure. Which which version would you like? <laughs> you know what? Roll the bones. I don't care. Well, since since the King James Version happens to be the one... Oh, of course. Of course. When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing followed not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously thou shalt not be afraid of him that there is uh, Deuteronomy 1822 and it basically says exactly what I was talking about if you've got somebody who claims to be a prophet and they say something and they're saying it in my name and it don't happen guess what you can just kick their ass out well, see, you're you're not reading that right. It's mistranslated. You got to read it in the original text language. Yeah, I can't read it in Greek because it's all Greek to me. That's a bad joke. I'm I sorry, I even said it. I don't speak Hebrew. No, thank you. I know a couple of people who who can read it, but I'm not one of those people. Oh, but you know, you know, the thing actually happened. It's just our. Uh interpretation of time that's wrong so i just uh, you know we're we're just a bit uh, yeah we're we're just a bit early yeah stephanie's also pointing out 
the Huffington Post. Oh my God, such a such a has an article about the families of manga fanatics and their desperation over their fanaticism. You know, this is like um, the gambler dilemma. Yeah, the uh, they've invested so much that they just keep ignoring the fact that they continue to lose because they've got to win sometime. Uh, the, they, they have invested so much in Trump. And this is this is this is again. Um, what are they hoping to win? Yeah, the one the that right, you're thinking of. Races. Yeah, the the one that you're thinking of. By the way, if I remember correctly, is the sunk cost fallacy or sunk cost sunk cost fallacy? Sorry. No, that's that's okay. Uh, now I'm wondering if that's in the. Uh, I wonder if that's on the. Uh, I got I got to double check if that's on the. Uh, well, that actually goes hand in hand with the gambler's dilemma, though. Fallacy is dot com. Like I mean, the the goal for the um, you know what the 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 prize uh, actually for the their leadership, whoever their chosen leader, provider, whatever decision maker is, uh, yeah, it's quite different. I mean, the, for the followers, um, it's I I can't read minds. I'm I tend to think that it's you know, um, if you're a follower, you want things to, and you don't make any decisions for yourself. Um, you want whatever your your life, um, whatever the quality of your life is is at the time of your decision. I think instinctively, they'd like this. They just want things to stay the same. And um, I was thinking about the gambler's fallacy, and it's basically like, well, I didn't roll a six last time, but I'll roll a six this time because I haven't rolled too many sixes last time, so I'm bound to get a six this time. And that goes hand in hand with the sunk cost where they've been investing all this time and energy. So that reinforces it. That's what I was mean by hand in hand. So you've got these people who have spent so much time and energy and money in Trump. And he's lost so many things over and over again that now people are telling him, well, hey, look, he's going to come back in the next month or two or three months. He's going to come out from from nowhere and we're going to see that he was really running Biden in the background and Biden's going to admit that the virus was a fake, uh, that it was a democratic conspiracy and that uh, Biden stole the, the votes and all the other shit. And so they're, they're, again, they're betting on the next dice roll and they're betting on the next dice roll because they got nothing else. They never gave themselves the ability to change. They took it away from themselves. You know, it's even worse than that, too. Because so many of these people, and and Stephanie, yeah, you know, um, Stephanie is mentioning, why can't we push that Trump is the Antichrist? You'd have to believe in the Antichrist first. But the believers do. Yeah. And it could be argued that the, you know, MAGA hat you know, with the, you know, across the forehead could be the mark of the beast. 
It Nobody said be. the mark of the beast had to be a number. No, they didn't. No. Nope. I mean, they, they said the number of a man, but having, you know, MAGA across your forehead, would that not count? Yep. But, and, and again, their cognitive dissonance because they believe in Trump. And they believe he's good. They refuse to go, oh, well, yeah, uh, according to the concept of the Antichrist, the Antichrist is going to be loved by all. And since we all love this guy, he's actually filling the role. No, 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 that can't be right. Uh, Obama was the Antichrist because all the people that we hate believed in him. Therefore, he's the Antichrist. And there is exactly the piece I was going for. And like how we say, well, you know, the thing with cognitive, cognitive dissonance. Um, Unfortunately, it requires cognition. And a willingness to even evaluate. And you tack on top of all this, the fact that people are experiencing pandemic fatigue, as a lot of people around this area are calling it. They're tired of staying indoors. They're tired of wearing masks. I mean, let me, let me be honest. If I spend a day wearing a mask because I have to go into the office, I pay for it the next day. I don't usually start to feel symptoms of having worn the mask for, you know, eight plus hours until like the night of that day and into the morning where I tend to feel a little fatigued, maybe a little headachey, you know, um, a little less oxygen was introduced that day. You know, maybe my focus was a little off. Okay, I understand, you know, but we have people who are brain surgeons who wear these things while operating on people's brains and they do a good job. I can deal with a headache. Okay, we've got nurses and practitioners who are wearing these for a lot longer than eight hours who are saving lives. I can stand a little headache. There are people I know that are asthmatic. And they wear it. I can stand a little headache. Okay. And the people I hear complaining, they don't have any of this stuff. They don't get the headaches. They don't get that problem. Shut up, sit down, put your mask on. But, you know, it's still a fatiguing thing. Because it's not the normal that we're all accustomed to. And that normal, there's so many people who desire to go back to it. One of my family members is a realist, understands that the normal that we had before the pandemic is gone. End of story. But they still catch themselves every once in a while going, I can't wait till things go back to normal. And then they go, oh, it'll never be normal again. And they say it out loud. They say it out loud to remind themselves that that desire is not realistic so that they can move forward. But a lot of people aren't saying that to themselves. They aren't reminding them themselves. They're just tired of it all. They want to go to a pub and have a beer. They want to go to their favorite restaurant, sit down, have a steak or pasta or whatever it is that they enjoy. They want to get together with their friends and just relax for a change. And I've tried to encourage them. I was like, look, why don't you get curbside delivery of, you know, a pizza or some finger foods or something and then go to your friend's house you and some friends show up 
and you all put some chairs out in the driveway. Put your masks on. You know, make sure the chairs are like say eight or ten feet apart. While you're eating, you got the masks off. Since you since you've got the masks off at that point, a little bit of conversation, a little bit of food, have your beer, clean up your own mess. Of course, you know, don't do that to your friend, and and spend an hour or two together. And then when you're all done, pack it all up, go home. You had a mini vacation with your friends. They don't want to do that. They want it the way it was. And you've got all these people investing in Trump because Trump is was has been for the last year, and his cronies are still doing it, telling them it'll be okay if you get us back. But sleepy boy won't do that. The Democratic uh, do nothings will won't do that. They're going to keep you locked up in your house. They're going to do this and fear, 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 and they're all tired of it. And unfortunately. When you have somebody who is tired of these things, when they're fed up, when they're no longer listening to reason, you cannot reason with them. Um, yep. I, I'm sorry for repeating myself again and again, but I mean, you know, we we really have to stop talking globally about everyone because, I mean, are you and I affected by the the fear machine? The followers are. I'm affected by the fear machine. I'm affected oh. by the fear machine because those followers, right? Yeah, they we are. are. Yeah, it, it is. It is fair to say that we are indirectly affected by. Yes, thank you. And that is. <sighs> it's like secondhand smoke. Yeah, I may not be sucking on the cigarette, but if I'm in the room with a smoker, I'm still inhaling the smoke. I really don't want to hear you saying the words if I'm sucking on ever again on the show. Don't do that to me. My brain's running <laughs> fast enough as it is. It's it's Sometimes annoying. Sometimes the cigar is just a cigar. It is absolutely annoying that we do have to... You know, see, here's the problem. Okay. Little insight into how a lot of this stuff works with us on the show. We know full well that we go down through bunny holes like crazy. We know that. And it's, <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I enjoy it because, you know, the bunch of us, because we've all got our different perspectives and, and the different things that we know about and, and have feelings about, you know, I'm never quite sure where we're going to go, you know, uh, parading down through. But this is one of those moments where for me, I have to go ahead and remind myself, yes, it's goddamn annoying that we have to be even peripherally influenced by the fear machine, but I have to stop myself and remind myself that is the cost of being part of any society. You have to deal with the ebb and flow of everything and everyone that's part of it and do your best to steer what little PC you've got in the right direction and hopefully pull some people along with you as you're going along. And God damn, is that annoying? This is, this is going to sound condescending as hell. Go for uh, it. Um, I mean, hey, you warned us, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like for them, the, the fear machines, people are directly affected by the fear machine are just people who just, you know, have no capacity or will to 
have a look at reality and make decisions for themselves. But are they're directly affected. But our fear comes from their our fear comes from the ease with which they're affected by this. And um, now for the condescending part, um, you know, like for somebody who's dabbling in AI, um, if that's taught me anything, it's just how fucking programmable humans can be. Oh, sure. And it's like watching, I'm on the sidelines, and it's like watching a drove of pre-programmed robots and just knowing that one day, um, you know, they could, they could turn on you. They could become a danger. And they are a danger because, I mean, um, uh, whether softly or directly, like directly with the capital attack, or softly by their, you know, complete denial of like even climate change, which allows all the polluting companies just to continue as they are without any fear of consequence at all. Um, yeah, it's just the speed with which it happens because, I mean, if you're going to ignore the reality that you're, you're, you're living in and uh, base your decisions on something completely opposite to what it really is, well, it's going to end up turning on us as a whole. If you're going to drive towards the edge of a cliff while pretending there's no cliff there, um, yeah, well, the consequences are pretty clear. Anybody else ever play the video game Lemmings? But, I do. But the problem is that we're in the car with them. Yeah. I used to use the analogy of a train on tracks, and the tracks go over a cliff, and, uh, you know, these idiots are shoveling more coal into the engine to make it speed up. And those who are trying to get off the train um, are being held back by those going, what are you doing? You know, we're, we're picking up speed. It's, it's a good thing. And we're not allowed to get off the train because they, they either have the same number or outnumber. And right now in the U.S., it's about equal. You can turn to any two people, and there's a good chance that one of the two of them is a Trumpster, a Trumplican. A regressive Trumplican. I think uh, this, this again, it's just going to sound condescending, but I, I, I spent most of my life in utter confusion. Um, you know, trying to communicate with people, they're trying to make a, you know, you present a rational argument and um, the answer is more than half the time, it's, uh, well, that's not what this guy said. You know, even when you're presenting um, a, a demonstrable case, for like when you're talking about concrete, something right in front of the person, um, you know, the, the, the answer seems to be always a reference to somebody else. And, okay, when everything's going, when the economy's booming, everyone's got money, this kind of thing's great. You know, it, it, it's not great, but I mean, uh, let's just say there's less consequence. But, you know, when in times like now, when, you know, the economy, like the 1% have taken, they pretty well stripped the economy. And plus we've got COVID on top of that. Um, 
yeah, well, attitudes tend to change. I mean, be, things become more dire, and it's almost a panic mode that we have to deal with. Uh, depending on who you ask, it's not the 1%'s fault. You know, Sorry, they're what? doing everything they can to help out companies and, and businesses so that, you know, everybody else can have a good time. But those taxes, woo, you know, they need another corporate tax cut. Otherwise, you're going to uh, end up not having a job anymore. Uh, I completely missed your irony. Sorry. <laughs> it's... I was like, what? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's, uh, he's converted. <laughs> And so many of these things keep coming down to the same, the same piece once you boil it all down. It's about keeping control. It's about who's got the power and how are you going to manipulate the system that's already in place, that's already itself been manipulated, in order to keep that power and that control from any and everybody else for your own damn self. But, but again... It's, it's just the, the power is only over the credulous part of the, the population. I mean, what a siren song that you can tell somebody, you know, anything and they'll believe you. I mean, this is what the, the Republicans have succumbed to. This is, you know, it, it's done to everybody. I mean, you're quite, you you're no, you're right. You're, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And the fact that you mentioned about it being uh, the siren, uh, the siren call. How many times have I have I specifically said, you know, the the Republican platform here in the United States is, it is it is, it is bolstered with, at its base, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's always about the boogeyman as the very first layer and then build up from that in order to get their credulous individuals to do what it is that they want them to do. Create the fear and then, and, or, or the create, create the disease and then offer them the cure for the disease. But the disease was imaginary to begin with. It, it always, and again, that, that's, that's specific to the credulous and I mean this is why I'm always I'm going down every rabbit hole and like it always leads to the same place I mean we we have to promote oh they voted self-governance we have to promote well we have to you know people how much does it cost somebody to think I mean you know it could cost them their entire livelihood uh, 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 yeah, you don't. Mm. It could. No, he's it, he's he's right because we've got uh, we've got the people who were in the clergy and they believed and they they believed it truthfully, honestly, with all of their heart. They weren't doing it because they were you know in it to fleece the people, and they have over time found their way out and the ones who are still atheists who are still in the pulpits when they get found out and when they leave well, Tech's exactly right there are people who are absolutely 
kicked out, uh, blackballed in their communities, or even outside of it. Uh, you remember we've we've talked about uh, people who are um, uh, excommunicated from, well, not like the Catholics really go through the pomp and circumstance of that really, but uh, the ones who were um, disfellowed, disfellowship. Okay, we but, have cases of 13-year-olds and 12-year-olds who are kicked out of their homes by their family okay, because this, they don't believe the same thing. Because they thought for themselves. And oh, hold, yeah, hold on, it, hold on. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't see where you're going to the, with that argument. So things sh- shouldn't change? No, that's, 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 that's not it at all. It's going to come with a price, I know, but all I'm, all I'm trying to say is that in a world where people think for themselves, would this kind of shit that mm-hmm. these people are saying, would that stand? Would these people be able to do what they're doing in a world where people would just, you know, consider whatever they're saying and apply it to reality? What, I mean, just that simple... If it was a matter of that... Yeah. Every- if it was a matter that everyone did to the same extent, you're quite right. This kind of, these, these kind of charlatans would not be able to get away with it, but there would just be different charlatans at that point. No, no, you're missing the point. A bigger different charlatans. It's the charlatanism that I'm talking about. Right. Right. And I'm, and I'm with you. I'm with you on this one. The problem is that the cost that you're talking about for actually doing the thought work is that it it's work yep it's you it's it. it's it, and it requires an investment in actually trying to figure it out and for some reason there are people who are try to find the right wording for it uncomfortable with doing that at this point but it's simply because they're not used to it and it's also it's a question of responsibility because as soon as you start making decisions for yourself suddenly your survival is your own problem do you see what i'm saying yeah oh absolutely And and that seems to affect us and again making reference to sam harris but i mean you know, I, I would like to see this looked at in neuroscience because, I mean, it's almost instinctive. It's at a, that's, that's, that's really what I think motivates a lot of our decisions. I mean, um, it's a question of responsibility. And again, I'm going to talk, say again this phrase, you know, survive by imitation. Well, are you going to decide for yourself what's good or bad? Or are you going to just copy the next guy who looks pretty healthy or whatever? You There's know, something really, really, really basic going on in the brain, and it's almost—it's really visceral, and I'd really like to see that. I'd—I'd I'd, I'd love to test my hypothesis because, unfortunately, that's all it is for now. Have you ever seen the television series Sliders? It's a science fiction show. I have. No. Uh, Joseph. 
No, 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 no. All right, so it's an old series, um, and what it was about was um, a group of people that uh, utilized technology to basically cross-dimensional barriers to different versions of current reality. So the first episode, the guy jumps, uh, slides, if you will, uh, but jumps to another uh, Earth where the green light on the traffic stop actually means stop and the red light means go. So he almost causes a car accident the first time he tries to drive on that plant in that reality. And in one of the episodes, they jump to a world where high intelligence is in a person is the most valuable and respected uh, trait, attribute, whatever you want to call it. But even in that world, the creators of the series showed how people can be duped, how people can people can be coerced, how the system can be uh, where intelligent thought and rationalism can be corrupted and utilized to profit for crime, for money, for gains in power and authority and everything else. Every there, there's a part of the human condition that no matter how much rationality we put into stuff, no matter how much time and energy we put into figuring things out, that somebody who has less than benign things in mind can somehow, some way, shape, or form con people, twist something, convince people otherwise. Uh, so you it happens. Yeah, okay, it happens, but I because mean, with with skepticism, there's less chance of it happening. Are you saying that there's an equal chance, whether people are intelligent or not, or people think or not, uh, of like charlatanism, charlatanism, charlatanism happening? I think the point of it is, if you make a smarter dupe, you end up with a smarter charlatan. Yeah, but it goes both ways. Agreed. Don't Agreed. One? And I, I'm I'm with you. There is a certain there is a certain point where I do uh, I do believe that if if there was a, a proper enough level of skepticism that is invested in people, they will not be taken for a ride. They will not be conned. They will not be coerced because they couldn't think something through. Well, let's just say there's less chance of it happening. Agreed. Agreed. Cover everything globally. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to have a situation where it's, you know, I don't know if this investment is really such a good idea. Let me ask somebody that actually knows about how this works. Wouldn't oh, that be oh. nice? Yeah. And, uh, well, even there, the process would be different between uh, uh, somebody thinking of themselves or not. Because, I mean, um, you know, how many times, like a believer, uh, they'll say to their their leader, whatever, oh, you promised me this and it didn't happen. Well, they're just going to, for some strange reason, they just keep on hoping it's what, kind of like what Einstein said about insanity. It's like doing the same experiment again and again and hoping for a different result. That seems to be happening and then probably the same thing will happen in investments. But I mean, if you 
actually consider. Uh, you know, you've got the experiment of whatever the investment was. You've got the result, and you should know um, actually what the the guy supposedly working for you did. If you don't have access for that to that information, where most um, followers don't have access to this information, by the way, um, then there's something wrong. Is it yet another reason to leave? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, uh, don't stop taking shit on faith. I guess that's it. You're right. And if people didn't, then we wouldn't have had uh, a whole bunch of people losing thousands and thousands of dollars because of a Nigerian prince. But it, it. But you're right in saying that, you know, from time to time you have to have faith. Like, for example, every time I go to my doctor, you know, I'm going through some some treatments. All I can do, all I've got as a reference after the, the treatment is my own well-being, the, the, the level of my own well-being as a, you know, as a result. That's all I've got to judge, the after the aftermath, if you want. Well, uh, as was pointed out once before, that's not quite faith. That's no, reasoned trust. Trust, trust. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's I, it's I, really easy to 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 use the the terms interchangeably and not even realize that we've said it. Uh, guilty. I've done it. I've done it more times than I care to count, and caught myself after the fact. Sometimes but, too far after the fact. Let's let's just okay. The first time you go to the doctor, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive down into this for a second, but. The first time you go to a doctor, well, you know, doctor, you don't know. Um, you know, maybe recommended to you by somebody. I would call that faith. But after you get the results, you know, you have the material with which to judge for yourself. And if he's done a good job and you feel better, then it becomes trust. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't, I don't necessarily agree entirely. Because there are a number of other factors that go into it. Uh, As an example, a doctor who is, well, for one thing, if you know how long they've been um, in business, as it were, how long they've been uh, practicing medicine, um, how how many people, um, has there been any kind of a complaint through, let's say, the Better Business Bureau for for just for a second, just just as opposed to you know disciplinary actions or anything like that. Um, no, you're right. You're right. So there, uh, there is a certain level of there is a certain level of faith, and I'm I'm using very wide quotation marks on this one. That, look! Look at how, look at how worried we are about falling into this uh, "quote unquote" uh, apologist trap. Yeah. Quote yeah. Well, see, we we are the type of people who who recognize that there that words mean things. That. Phrases, words, combinations of concepts have baggage 
And if you don't use the right terms, you're going to drag along the wrong implication behind it all. And we don't want to do that in the first place. Secondly, we don't want to be taken for a ride. Because that's, that's, that's a bad thing to have happen because you lose money, you lose time, you lose health, you lose your credibility. I mean, there, there's so many different pieces about it. We, yeah, we concern awesome. about these things. Yeah, if people stop worrying about being butthurt and their self-perception of their uh, whatever, fuck it all. If people were so, stop worrying about whether or not they made a mistake and instead learn from it, the world would be a better place. But nobody wants to acknowledge a mistake anymore. You can't be smart anymore. If you say the wrong word, damn the damn the context of the of what you're how you're using it. The fact that you said a word in period, you know, you know, like if I go to a movie theater and I say, "Dude, I'm excited. This movie's the bomb," and it's like you can't say "bomb" in a the theater. I was like, "Uh, what the hell's wrong with you? I didn't say there's a bomb. Get out. That would have incited a riot. I said this movie is the bomb. We're not on an airplane. We're watching a movie." You know, so context matters. And yet, you know, we've got shit's nuts right now on every side of the political spectrum. We've got everything going on. It's just I'm I'm getting sick of humanity. But again, you know, like uh, who would be triggered by that kind of thing? Would you be triggered by that? I am not afraid of somebody who is smarter than me. I'm grateful that there are people smarter than me. Because I know I'm not the smartest person around. But there are other people who, if you demonstrate that you're slightly smarter than they are, you now have, in their eyes, you are not credible. You are not a good person. You are making fun of them with everything that you open and say out of your mouth. And you're bad. And I'm not saying that whether or not it's... This is happening on the left, the right, the conservatives, the liberals, the, the proactives, the inactives, whatever. It doesn't matter because it happens everywhere. Different forms of it, but it's happening. But, People are afraid of you know, it, and it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, but again, we're only talking about one segment of a population because if somebody next to you, this turns the situation around. If somebody says to you, oh, this movie's the bomb, would you have that reaction? No, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Because I understand the context in which it was used. Mm-hmm. Yep. Context makes a big difference. And right. uh, there's... And, and, I, and I don't want to glue this only on the evangelists. I mean, there's people on the, uh, the left who are doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. Dude, I, like I said, it's, it's not one side. It's yeah. every side. There, there could be atheists, Islam, uh, uh, people who study Islam, uh, Muslims. There could be fundamental Christians. There could be Jews. There could be uh, Buddhist monks. And you in there and you say, hey, this movie's the bomb. And they could all get offended because you said bomb in a theater. You know? what, so what I'm saying is, is it doesn't matter. Yeah. What's happening is humanity has got these groups 
and now they're joining forces. Oh, I don't like the smart people because they tell me these things, and you don't like the smart people because they're telling you things that you don't like to hear. We should join forces and get rid of the smart people. Well, indirectly, you're right there because, I mean, we tend to divide the humanity between well, yeah. the, the noise machine anyways likes to divide things between left and right. And that's what happened with Trump. But, you had multiple groups get together. Let, let him but finish. it's been happening since Reagan. But yes. how, how I divide uh, humanity, though, the most crucial division, as far as I can see, is critical thought or not. That's it. Do you decide for yourself? Do you take responsibility for your own decisions? Or do you leave it all to somebody else? That's For me, that's where the dividing line is. And I mean, the consequences... If you're going to decide for somebody else what's best for them... Yeah, well, that shouldn't happen. I mean, you know, basically, um, all the laws we have, uh, what's good or bad for ourselves and each other should be a question of consensus. But consensus, unfortunately, takes some personal In responsibility and a bit of work. It takes In investment. Process. Yeah, investment. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we didn't have consensus on slavery. That's why we had a war. We don't have a consensus on the pandemic. That's why it's still raging. Well, you had one group who would decide for another group that they were less than nothing and that they should work for free. Whereas, um, you know, it's uh, what's really ironic is that uh, at the time of all that, um, it was actually the Republicans who were against slavery. Yeah. I know that the irony doesn't is not missing me. And yeah. right now we have a group of people who think that, oh, the pandemic's a fake. I don't care what you say. I don't care about the science. I don't care about any of that. So I'm going to ignore the stuff. And guess what? Unfortunately, when it comes to a pandemic, that'll get you killed. Not just you, but, you know, the people around you, the people who disagree with you, who are trying to stay safe, can still get killed by somebody. So that's like going, hey, guess what? I don't think this gun is loaded. Can you hold still while I point this at you and pull the trigger? Bridget. Yeah. You're very quiet. No, no, no. This particular item is right up your alley. <clears throat> the stories of the people who are in hospitals who are dying of this damn thing and literally refuse to acknowledge it with their dying breaths. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be a news story if it had been just one person. But it's not just one person, is it? Well, in some areas it's a bunch of people in, you know, a particular town or locale. I mean, I I guess it could happen at other places, but that's where I'm mostly seeing it from, is you know rural places in you know smaller states with smaller hospitals, and the people are just in full denial. And there's a significant overlap between those people and governors of those states who do not believe in having mask mandates. So. With that, 
I'm going to pitch something through to you that is not going to sound like it should connect. But I think it kind of does. And as someone who has some experience with brand new human life forms, you might, uh, you might appreciate this. The idea that the youngest ones will use terms like nerd, know-it-all, poindexter, geek, and absolutely tear into the kids that show an aptitude, show an interest, who want to learn, who are being inspired by teachers, and put them down because they actually try. I wonder how much overlap there is between those people when they're kids and later in life where they refuse to believe what people smarter on a topic than them have got to say. Kind of see where I'm going on that? Yeah. Hey, look at what I'm Georgia gonna... did. State health officials stole the vaccines because the clinic was giving vaccines to teachers. No, Sorry, let me that. rephrase my no, statement. No, they weren't no. giving the vaccine vials. They were giving the shots to them. No. <laughs> Real quickly. I got a problem with... with in. I don't, I'm not sure how it is in other countries. I wish I knew more, but we definitely have an issue in this country with being anti-intellectualism. Any kind of education is seen as being elitist. And Different. especially with the advent, I mean, I know that it went back you know, before then, because even when I was a kid going to school, people make fun of the, you know, the eggheads, the nerds, the smart people. You the know, boys who played violin because that's a girly thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's been a problem, you know, for decades, but it really seems to have taken off with the advent of the Tea Party. And I guess around the time that Sarah Palin was chosen as a running mate, yeah, Obama was too elitist and education became a bad thing. And people took pride in the fact that they weren't educated. And I thought, how in the world did that ever become a thing to be proud of? Well, but they were. Yeah, but it's, oh, it's their laziness, basically. Because, I mean, it's almost like a proudness. I don't have to work. Wow, why do I have to do that? I'm fine the way I am. I mean, yeah, everything's working for me. Well, I mean, they yeah, even they went back and... anything different as a threat to that quote-unquote state of um, confidence, I guess. But even going back to evaluate you know, presidential speeches and things like that, most of the speeches, you know, were on, a, what, a fourth grade level? Yeah, that's scary. That is frightening. Yeah, and the Republicans, is, I'm sorry... But, I mean, watching the Republicans, how they behave, it's like going back to high school mm -hmm. and just 
you yeah. know, seeing these these fucking gangs, you know, the popular guys, uh, you know, want to maintain the their popularity over, uh, you know, whatever. It's like the the behavior patterns are exactly the same of like any bully or whatever. Yeah, they keep electing the kid to student council that keeps promising that they'll have five minutes between classes to change and not four anymore, which is an absolute impossibility, but it's it's the kind of thing that gets you over here. And by the way, Stephanie's pointed out that it's kind of the same thing in the UK, not in mainland Europe, which is why Europe is surging ahead. And she's also saying, you know, uh, Bridget, you know, th- this kind of stuff dates back far further than Obama. And <laughs> true that, I mean, uh, Reagan. Yeah. As, as a starting point. It all starts. It, well, no, no, no. It, it goes before that. But Reagan is definitely a good starting off point because so many things started to diverge from him, his policies and what was pushing uh, what was being pushed through by the uh, by the Republican Party at that point. I mean, it's arguable to say that, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff started happening because of Nixon, and it just took a little bit of time to, you know, finally come up to speed. But that's, that's something for another time when I don't have, you know, ha- uh, some of this beer in me. I don't, I don't like the way that I'm feeling from it. What what they started to preach was that um, living at other people's expense was actually a good thing, because you know after the post after you know we we talk about the 1950s or a lot of people talk about the 1950s like the golden age or whatever, uh, the mecca of Americanism, but this was a time when Americans were like unified, they had a sense of um, community. And uh, at the same time, you know, you know, everybody had uh, everybody in the neighborhood going to work at the same factory and all that. Um, yeah, there was a sense of unity there. But uh, from from that time onwards, from Nixon onwards, um, well, it was basically um, well, if you can take whatever you can from the next guy, it's okay. And you can add to that all of these factory jobs that kind of created a sense of community. Well, they all, they've all gone overseas. Um, I don't know if you get an idea of the result, but there's something to be said for that. Um, it would be, it would be wrong on our part to not acknowledge that the, the societal unity of the, post-World War II era, which is really what it comes down to, was definitely not shared by all, not by a long shot, but the... It was a status quo. Yeah, but the idea that the country had uh, an incredible surge post-World War II for business, for uh, manufacturing, for, for so many different pieces... Yes. And a good portion of that has to have been that if you want to do well for yourself, you need to learn. And 
that's that's your job while you're a student. And you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of other problems ended up coming up from you know, in between the cracks of it all, because you know, there's always gonna be that click that's gonna have bully somebody else because they're whatever. But there was something to be said for again, post World War II. There was a drive for knowledge, for industry, for getting into space. There was a common well, uh, I hate to say it, there was still a common boogeyman of the Soviet Union getting to space first. And we can't have that. So, you know, there's, there's money available, there's drive available, but there's still a boogeyman yet again. You ever notice how if humanity's not expanding, they're fighting. If they're not fighting, they're expanding, and there doesn't really seem to be a middle ground. Who would want to fight for somebody else's shit? To, to take somebody else's shit? Would you want to do that? You're asking the wrong person. You need to ask the people who are fighting to do exactly that. Yeah, but that's that's why history is repeating. It's again this constant state of you know. What? There would be less wars if the people who started them had to fight them. There would oh, still be war. Don't no. get me wrong, because there are plenty that are willing to lead from the front lines that want to start them. With there's less, a lot that are starting them that sit in the background. With less credulity, there would be there wouldn't be an army. I mean, you know, Second World War Germany. Um, You know, actually, how how would a population believe that they're racially superior to the the rest of Europe? I mean, would you Comfort fall for that thought. shit? Would you fall for that shit? Depends on how I was raised. Ah, now we're getting somewhere because you know, society for like thousands of years has been our education has been well if you jump through hoop. X, Y, and Z, then you're going to get reward whatever. Z Ultra. Get that college degree, you'll be set. Yeah. And your masters will give you a good salary. And, and you can have a home and a family. To be fair, it to be fair. used to be true. Fair. Oh, it's still the case. Not necessarily. Oh, geez, look at the price of education. Why is it becoming inaccessible to people? They don't want you at that level. Mm, no. Maybe. But It depends on context of that, because there are some well, universities and colleges that are just expensive because they have the ability to fleece you. Because the demand is there, they're able to raise the price and get away with it. No, so in they, some cases, they, it's not trying to keep people out. It's just trying to fleece those with money because they want money. Well, the colleges have begun. They've, that, they're, they're taking advantage of a situation because actually the college, the name of the college itself has become a hoop to jump through. If you jump through that hoop, damn, you're going to get that job. 
And it's not just the colleges taking advantage of it either. It's the loan sharks. I mean, the loan and financial institutions. Sorry. Can't call them loan sharks if they're doing it legally. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Fuck them. It's like, um, it's well, I was going personally, but I mean, um, like this job I'm doing now. I'm just amazed as fuck that I've got this job because I went to the interview and everything. I have absolutely no education in computer sciences, but, you know, and I can do the job. My CV shows that I can do the job because I've done it for like, mm, since computers existed. So, but if I was going to go to any quote unquote, normal employer and he would look at my CV because he, you've got no education for this um, you don't qualify you know even though I've done the job for so long do you see what I'm saying if I was going to send in my CV you know with the list of everybody else I wouldn't have a chance in hell maybe things are a bit different in the US I've been told that uh, employers do give credibility to um, now you're talking about the employers, not the colleges. No, the employers no, 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 are a no. whole nother turkey shoot. No, I'm not. I, I don't see where you're going with that because I mean, I'm saying the colleges are hoop to jump through. The hoop is on my CV. So if I've been to Harvard and the employer sees my my CV that I've been to Harvard, my chances of, of being hired are pretty damn good. Whereas if you compare it to a CV like mine, where I've got you know the education, but I don't have that. Um, "Quote unquote required hoop on my CV. If I don't have any, you know, institution or education, um, then yeah, I'm going to be passed over. And, and that, that depends on the company hiring. Yeah. Well, and it may yeah. even just boil down to not so much the company, but the people working in the HR department's biases. Oh yeah, who know shit about the job I'm doing? How can what? What basis do they have to judge whether I'm good or not at what I do? All they have is basically the, um, you know, the the CV, whatever they see in black and white on the paper. Yeah, as a as a fun piece about it, by the way, I did look it up really quickly. The tuition for Harvard Business School this this current twenty 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 one year tuition just is seventy three and a half thousand dollars that's for, that's virtually unattainable for someone who is trying to put themselves through school by working now here's here's my question how much was it uh 20 years ago. I'll do you one better. Making comparisons, of course, for um, inflation and the like. I'll do you one better. I pulled up the information for the State University of New York system to find out what their tuition is currently. The... Now, admittedly, this is for the bachelor's degree in state residence at... SUNY colleges here in New York State. As an average, a little over $9,000 a year. 
let's round it up and say it's 10. Just for argument's sake for a second. Is it reasonable to say that someone would get seven times the amount of knowledge at Harvard than they would at a state-run school? No. No. And, and how do they justify that? Because they can. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Because There's the they can. And they can because we're complacent. Not, not necessarily. The problem is not necessarily that we've become complacent, but well, there now, are... Uh, Quote-unquote, we. Are you not... No, there's, a, there's a lot of bias against state schools versus Ivy League. Agreed. Agreed. And I know that in my husband's case, that has been a huge black mark against him, which is not right or fair or just, but that's just the way that it is. What do you mean? You know, um, you know he got his doctorates at Florida State University. And since it was Florida State, it's a school in the South, whenever he's applied for jobs in academia, it's been a black mark against him because he didn't go to, you know, a school in the Northeast or an Ivy League or anything like that. Mm. So it's it's a lot harder for him in the job market because of that. Jeez. And Florida State is a good school. I mm -hmm. mean, it's a great school, but it's not Ivy League. It should really come down to two questions. Did you earn your degree versus buy it through a paper mill? Mm -hmm. And is the institute accredited and certified? Bottom line, that's really what it should come down to. But it doesn't work that way. It doesn't always work that way. And... and I still cannot believe that someone with someone with a paper from Harvard could get away with saying I've got seven times more knowledge than somebody that paid seven times less for what I did. You know, it 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 I I just simply can't I I can't wrap my head around that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just like um uh, goodwill hunting. When the lead oh, character oh. was making fun of a guy in a bar saying, hey, look, I learned the same thing you did and only better. And all I did was pay a few bucks in overdraft fees at or, or you know, late fees over at the local library. Yeah. And he did, you know, rings around him intellectually in, in the fictional movie. And that's actually. People are capable of doing that. There are college texts in many of the libraries. Are they always the most up-to-date ones? Hmm, probably not. Uh, I guess what we also now have that we didn't have back then when that movie was popular. Yeah, that. Yeah, what? We've got the uh, we've got the accumulated knowledge of humanity at the palm of our hands. Well, fuck yeah. yeah. It's indexed, it's searchable, and we can access it almost anywhere in the world. And almost a whim's notice. 
And for a while there, there was a trend of free universities. I mean, you could you could follow mm -hmm. university courses online. You wouldn't get the diploma, but there was that option there. I, I wonder if that's still a, a thing these days. That's a good question. Maybe maybe we follow up on that. Uh, we got to see about uh, rolling up uh, in just a couple of moments. But there was one last. Uh, there was one last name that I wanted to drop in here for the whole, you know, you don't need to have a, you don't need to have a diploma to, to show that, you know, your stuff that you can, you can teach yourself. Einstein. Albert Einstein was learning by himself and did his work on his own outside of the college environment. He was a patent clerk. And he was teaching himself. Yep. And he completely remade the face of science as we know it. And isn't it funny how, you know, all these, you know, how we're quoting Einstein as uh, the, the holy grail of all that. All the people that quote Einstein as the, the definition of absolute genius, you know, they, they just leave that fact out of it. Oh, did uh, Einstein go to Harvard? Me? Just, you know, like I said, cognitive dissonance requires just, it requires cognition. And you know what, come to think of it, I don't remember where he... Let's see. Federal Polytechnic School in Zurich. It's it's a general uh, uh I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything because I'm not sure. Public but research university in Zurich? Yeah, it seems to be it's like a public the equivalent of public education. The Swiss version. Yep. Now if when, when people say, oh, you know, you just go to a little community college and everything will be fine. You know, yeah. you don't need the big schools. Point out Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman went to Cornell and Caltech and he visited other places as well. Um, he was a theoretical physicist. Uh, he worked on... Uh, Adam bomb I mean he 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 was a genius in his own right uh, an educated one he was also a, a, a somebody who had a very um, interesting way to look at life and things going on in life that kept his interest in trying to understand how things worked alive and then he tried to share it with everybody and he did a good job at that he was a teacher. He did television shows. He was funny. Um, he, oh yeah, he had he had humor, and he had the ability to uh, tell stories too. It's um, all on YouTube, man. Yep. And uh, the beautiful thing was is that he might have not got where he was without those college educations. You look at what Caltech costs now versus then versus the average wages and, you know, and variances and everything else. When you look at, at those various universities and such, there's a 
let's just say that current pay rates have not kept up with inflation. And, but imagine if anybody could have the accessibility that he had back then to those levels of universities, assuming they put the work in though, you know, you can't just have the money to go along with it. You had to be able to put in the work and get the grades, you know, you had to find uh, the things that you were good at and go for it. You know, he, his was physics, physics and uh, theoretical work and, and literally creating new foundations and all that other fun stuff. You know, yours might be music. Yours might be somebody else's might be, um, I don't know, botany. So you get the point. But the point, uh, we don't have a lot of as many smart people as we should. <clears throat> and in this country, our system has been crippled in one way or another. Sometimes it's been crippled out of good, good intentions, serious, like real good intentions, just implemented poorly or not following through on things or what feels like malicious intent. And then when it comes to reform, uh, everybody's like, Oh yeah, forms is good. Well, how do we do it? Well, let's get the smart people together. Well, we don't want to get them together. They're expensive. That's what we need. We need to spend more on the infrastructure to correct the problems that we have. And the half of the country that's afraid of everything is uh, is afraid of that, too. Change. They're afraid of everything. Different. And Trump is trying to tell them, you know, before and after his presidency... Follow me. It'll be fine. You won't have to worry about change. It'll all go back to normal. Listen to God. It'll all be fine. We'll take care of everything for you. Don't mm -hmm. Just give us your money. And, you and don't believe anything rewards. anybody else says, even if it's true. And you'll get rewards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got to... We gotta, wrap things up kind of kind of quickly i'm gonna i'm gonna forego anything uh for myself uh other than uh to uh point out by the way uh joseph i did go looking it up by the way um uh harvard four thousand seventy dollars in 1970 adjusted for inflation today four thousand seventy in 1970 would be worth about twenty seven and a half thousand today okay the actual current is seventy, so yeah, out that's, outpacing inflation like crazy. That's eight hundred. That's almost eight hundred percent. Seven hundred and yeah, that's and the cost of education with you know uh, we don't have to print shit on paper anymore. Mm. It should be going down. No, it seems like it's gone up where I work. One would think. Anyways. Yeah. That was the number one request when we started working from home. How do I get a printer? You don't. Well, I need to connect. Can I connect my home printer to my government system? No. <laughs> oh, a printer. I hate tearing the, 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 the sides with all the dots off. <laughs> <laughs> you got a dot matrix in your house? <laughs> don't start with me. Anyway. Hey, that dot matrix served me well until I burned it out trying to print out a 300-page document. I literally ex I literally let out the magic smoke. Fair enough. Um, 
because we've got we've gotta kind of move along uh, fairly quickly. Uh, Joseph, was there any last item for you really quickly? Oh, I, I've said okay. more than enough today. Okay. Uh, Bridget? Um, not, not anything. I was in, in chat with Stephanie, so <laughs> I'm really terrible at multitasking. That's all right. That's yes. all right. And, not- um, just, just don't, yeah, everybody ignore the haters. Education's a good thing. So go learn stuff. True that. <laughs> and, uh, Tech, any, any last, like, two sentence kind of thing left over for you? Wait, show started? I thought we were just shooting the shit here. I'm going to hurt you. We're live? <laughs> so with that, we're going to call it a night. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something to think about for the rest of the week. Because it's going to be fucking cold for the rest of the week. Yep, yeah. we love you. Tip your waitress. Try the fish. Yeah. Yeah, so. and, and if you want to check out the polar vortex and all that cool stuff we had a really cool link that i shared last week to uh what was it null school or null school um yes yes so did i it's uh it's weird isn't it cool though it's it it freaks my head out looking at it but yeah you can even check like for the precipitation amounts and things it's really cool yeah, I forgot to. Can you post that link again? Yeah. The... It's just yeah, a, a nice little nifty toy. I, I know all the cool websites. <laughs> there is one little tiny PSA I do want to mention. Uh, for those of you who are experiencing the ice and the sleet and the rain and everything else, and, and you're staying off the roads because it's dangerous, please don't order delivery to your door. If it's not safe enough for you to go out, it's not safe enough for them to go out. Seriously. Sure, somebody else might be doing it, but you not doing it is one less time they have to be on the road. Please, think of other people. Yeah, true that. So, otherwise, as always, Stephanie, it's good to have you with us. Sorry you're almost alone, but um, thanks for hanging out with us. You take care of yourselves. Please stay safe out there. Yeah, Steph. Nice having you. Joseph, you have yourself a, a good rest of the week, I hope. Stay stay warm. Yeah, well, it's going to be, from next week, it's going to be pretty warm. By the looks of it. Well, good luck. You too, sir. Appreciate it. Tech, you take care of yourself, and um, yeah, good luck um, not slip sliding away, you know? Dude, I'm just going to... I think I'm just going to spend the rest of my weekend in my room with the door locked. Ken says I blame you. Take care of yourself, huh? Yeah, you too. Bridget, you too. Stay warm. Don't go anywhere if you don't have to. But, uh, hell, you knew that part. Yeah. Yeah, I already, already knew that. It's going to be really cold. It's going to be snowy. and Yeah. I have an electric blanket and four kitties. I should be good. <laughs> Not getting in the middle of this one. Anything you'd like to go ahead and say before we get out? Mm, no, I'm just... I'm going to play with this uh, thing that, that I posted the link to. and <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I put that... Whatever. 
It's all fun. Yeah. Make if sure anybody it's... wants to see what we're talking about, just throw it the show notes. It's really it'll, cool. It'll, it'll be in there again. It'll be in there again. Um, and since she's not going to go ahead and say it, I'll, I'll go ahead and oh, do it. Fuck Mike Pence and fuck Trump and fuck you, most of all, Mitch McConnell, because you know what you did. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to do it the nice and easy way. For the vast majority of the uh the grand Q public. Yeah. On behalf of all of us. Fuck you. Yeah, like all but seven of you. Thank you to the seven who did the right thing. Yeah. But um you know, I'll just go ahead and I'll say it this way. You guys want to complain about the word fight? You went ahead and showed what it means. It's your box. You opened it. You're going to get to get to see what's inside of it. I sure as hell hope Pandora is on the other side. Well, I know there are a more than one, I'm going to say three right now, angry black women who are out for blood now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Stephanie, you're right. Did not get found innocent. They just did not get enough votes to put him out. We know. Believe me, we know and we are all too well aware and to say that um, to say that uh, Bridget and I had some choice words before we started the show, hmm. yeah, hmm. I didn't want to talk about the news, really, so we didn't. I was tempted to change tonight's topic. I didn't. I didn't want to. But we will see in the future what comes down the pike. We'll figure it out. If you'd like to find all of our contact information, you can get that over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, including, amongst other things, the download link for the voice version of the podcast. Download will get to uh, eventually whenever he gets around to it. Phone number if you'd like to leave a voicemail message is 859-HCTV-554-859-4288-554. I love seeing that number pop up on my uh, on my uh, phone and it, go ahead and complain that, oh, they hung up immediately. Aw. I love having spam come through that way. It's just so easy to get rid of it. Any case, again, those of you in North America, please, please be safe. Please be careful. The weather is not going to be nice for this week. Please be attentive. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Happy birthday, Mr. Benny. And my lady, I gotcha. She knows what I did. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of us. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. 
Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.